and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a community for Australian women in small business to connect and support each other. In this podcast, we bring you the real stories of women in small business. We discuss their unique journey to small business success. We dig deeper into their story, the challenges they've faced and the support that has played a vital role along the way. And they share with us their business expertise and knowledge so that you can do the same. It's time to chat candidly about creating and building a business on your own terms. Hi, ladies. Today we are catching up with the lovely Kate O'Mealy. Hi, Kate. How are you? Good, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Now, for those that don't know Kate, Kate's from Omar Work. She's a copywriter, a writing coach and professional typo spotter. And I'm sure if you follow her on socials, you will... um, have been amused by many of Kate's typo spotting. Uh, Kate teaches small businesses, startups and solopreneurs how to communicate better online, in print and in person to get the results that they want and this, uh, to see their business flourish and grow. So thanks again for joining us, Kate. And today we are discussing all things content writing. We are. We are. <laughs> So I think we just really want to start with, you know, what's, what are the things that we need to remember about our audience in particular when we're starting to write this content? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I should say first up that um, one of the things that I speak to clients about pretty regularly when it comes to writing is that they just find it totally frustrating, overwhelming, and they put it in the too hard basket and they go, you know what, it's all just too hard. I'm not a natural writer. Or they'll say, um, you know, I know what I want to say, but I just can't find the right words. And then it's a wall goes up and they go, oh, too hard, won't do it. So I think it's about just generally when you come to writing for your own business is not to overthink it. It doesn't have to be tricky and there's a few easy steps um, that you can take that will sort of demystify the whole process and just make it a whole lot easier Um, because every business owner has so many other things that they need to be focusing on and writing for your business shouldn't be one of the things that you you dread every week and writing for socials and blogs and all that sort of stuff. Um, So, yeah, so I'd love to take you all through some easy steps on how to um, make writing in your business that little bit easier. So the first thing that I would um, focus on is your audience. So who are you talking to um, and really nutting out um, who that audience is and who your target clients are um, so you're not being too wishy-washy, which is the technical term. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to writing for your business, defining your audience is definitely the key. And so, yeah, if your target market is too broad, then the, the risk is that your message becomes all a bit too wishy-washy and it's going to get lost in the crowd of all the social media posts, um, all the content that's flying around the interwebs um, and your message gets lost in the crowd. That's really interesting that you mentioned it. I'm just thinking because um, within the Shield Shine community, a lot of our members have niched their business in a way that, that helps with that. So it helps you stand out because you're only talking about this particular aspect of this particular business, as opposed to trying to talk about everything. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things to make the process easier for business owners as well is to think that it's really just giving people snippets of information at a time. You don't need to give them 
all of the things that you do um, all in one go. It's about building on your profile, building on the education that you want to share with people to start demonstrating a couple of things. So demonstrating that you know what you're talking about, that you're super professional in what you do. So that's great. You're building, you know, bit by bit, you're sort of sharing information to go, you know what, I know what I'm talking about. The next thing is, um, again, sharing tidbits of information to start building a rapport with your clients or potential clients or potential purchasers. So building a rapport, that likability factor, um, that people go, you know what, if I'm going to buy this particular product or service, I, I like this, I like this person. Yep, I definitely want to build, buy from them or I definitely want to work with them. The next thing is, is also having those little tidbits of information, again, not overwhelming, to make it really easy for people um, and for potential clients to take that next step. And the next step is the call to action. So you want them to, to make an action and you want them to buy, ideally. So it's all those little things that you're putting in place bit by bit, shelling out little bits of information and snippets um, so people are getting to know you. So by no means do you need to go, okay, I've got, um, you know, I've written a 2,000 word blog and I'm going to share that to everyone. I'm going to go into heaps of detail about what my blog's about. No, you want to make it really palatable, particularly with an online, um, in online space, people read very quickly. They're reading short bits of information, subheadings, titles. So you really don't need to be offering everything that you've got in your toolkit of information or every service or every product that you offer. Um, yeah, think bite size, think snippet. And so when we're talking about content, I guess yeah. we, we can't, we're talking about everything, aren't we? So we're talking about blogs, we're talking about social media posts, we're talking about um, content we have on our website, um, just about our service, so everything that all encompasses. So I guess with those tidbits, you could kind of have them leading into each other so it's all interconnected and you're always leading back to, um, to that website where you're selling your services. Yeah, well, absolutely. If we go back to, um, yeah, that very basic, what is content? What is it exactly? So it's more than just your posts on social media. Um, it encompasses all the things that you can develop and create to promote your professional skills and your business. So blogging is often considered the cornerstone of any content marketing plan. Um, and it's a fantastic way for, to focus on specific topics or issues that your clients might be thinking about or even for you to um, provide some commentary or your take on an industry topic or something, you know, something that's topical. Um, but, yeah, maybe once you've mastered the blog or um, you're looking for other things to sort of create that also demonstrate your abilities and your professionalism, there's heaps of other things that you could do. So there's things like, you know, an ebook or an online guide. Maybe you've got some downloadable templates or checklists, um, video content. It might be something short like, you know, a tip or a hack um, or a shortcut, you know, particularly if you're in a service-based business, um, perhaps it's, you know, you're a bookkeeper or a marketer or whatever it might be. You might provide a little quick workaround that you do every day in your business that could help your clients. Um, yeah, there's lots of things. And I guess in terms of, um, you know, the different types of content, there's also, you know, a longer read. So a blog or a white paper or an ebook um, or a chapter of an ebook might be quite a long piece of um, 
content to research and, and put together. Whereas, you know, maybe an infographic or a little checklist might be something that you've got already, um, but you need to just repackage it and then put it out to the world via social media or, um, you know, through a newsletter or something like that. So, yeah, there's, I guess, lots of um, potential content in your business. Yes. I think that's also one of the things that people find a bit overwhelming is where do I get all this content from? Um, A lot of it you probably already have. You've probably got quite a few things that you could work from um, today, but it's about um, packaging it up in the right way, promoting it in small little little bite, bite bite-sized pieces, and bringing people back to, say, your website. So if I give an example of that, so potentially you've written a blog um, on some industry changes that are coming up in, you know, say, um, say you're a, a physiotherapist and there's some industry changes happening as part of, um, you know, the health fund renewal at the beginning of April. So there's something coming up, you've written a blog about it and you've got it sitting on your website. But of course we want people to go to the website to read it. To know um, about it. Yeah, to know about it. So one post might be, hey, new blog's up. Great, direct people to that. But you might also pull out key messages from that blog. It might be, you know, say 1,200 words um, or even longer. Um, You're pulling out those key messages and then sharing those in bite-sized bits. So um, breaking it down and finding the key messages and pulling that out. So, And then that's another social media post. Again, call to action then is bringing people back to your website um, or advertising one of your services as well. So there's a, it's always about um, thinking about what's the greater call to action that you want people to do and directing them to make contact with you based on the information that you're sharing and the knowledge that you're presenting. Um, and one of the other things as well is when you're sharing all this content, it's not necessarily about... Um, blowing your own trumpet every single time to go, rah, rah, I've got a sale on, I've got a great deal, I've got this, I've got that, you know, buy now, like all that sort of salesy stuff. Um, it's not necessarily um, the type of content that you want to be sharing all the time. There's definitely that balance between promoting salesy stuff because, you know, obviously we're in business to, um, you know, to make money and that's okay. Is there a percentage? I'm sure I've heard a percentage of kind of content versus sales, like info versus sales. Yeah, totally. There's a bit of a ratio that gets thrown around, um, which is sort of one salesy post to every three sort of um, information sharing, personality, behind the scenes sort of stuff. Um, So absolutely it is okay to do a bit of a sales pitch um, or spruik your business, you know, quite... um, candidly um but to balance that out so people don't go over don't feel overwhelmed um going oh all they're doing is spruiking their stuff constantly because that you know as a as an audience member if you think about the businesses that do that sort of stuff um it's a bit abrasive you know if it's um what's his name frank frank the guy that sells the furniture or the Franco-Cotte. How could you forget his name? I know, sorry. I, I can see his face, that mural on the wall. Um, or the National... Magalo, Magalo, Magalo. Yeah. Or the National Tiles ads. Oh, yes. Oh, you know, that, that's really, really spooky. And He's another Frank. 
Frank Walker from Frank. National Child. Oh, oh, there you go. It's all in there. <laughs> Those Franks, I need to watch their content. Um, but yeah, you can imagine like if you were doing that sort of advertising in your business constantly yeah. and not balancing it out with a little bit of information sharing to go, you know what? Yes, I can, I can be totally salesy and, and talk about national tiles. Um, but it's really about balancing out what's behind your business, what makes you tick, um, sharing your professionalism and your knowledge and giving that to, for free. You know, you're sharing information and, you know, social media, it's all in the name. It's social, right? So um, there is that element of sharing and educating and building your um, profile and um, doing that in a way where you're giving and sharing information rather than just sort of pitching constantly. And I guess um, one thing that we've been talking about in our member group lately is um, US um, unique selling proposition. So I guess it's, it's the way you do that. It's the words you yeah. use, it's the tone that you're using to express those things because that's what's going differenti to differentiate you from the next business. And that's Absolutely. how you develop that personality as well. And I think um, having a unique selling proposition and also sharing a little bit about yourself is really critical when you're a sole trader. Yeah. Um, or a solopreneur or whatever you want to call yourself um, because as a as a solo business person you are the brand you are the person you know in in the business um, and that's often the deciding factor for clients to determine whether they want to work with you or not yeah. as yeah. opposed to to someone else that does the same work as you um, in another business um, if they can if you can build a rapport with them through um, sharing information and knowledge and, and a little bit about yourself, um, it sort of helps people to sort of self-vet before they even make contact with you yeah. um, so they can sort of determine whether, yeah, definitely, I, you know, I like Danielle. She's, she seems like you know, my sense of humour and her working style similar to mine. Yeah, definitely, I think I could work with her and, you know, compared to an, another similar organisation. Um, yeah, so I definitely think that, being able to share a little bit about your personality in your content um, and why you do what you do um, is a great, is again, another source of content. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do we do, Kate? So I'm sitting, I've locked out the afternoon or the morning to sit down and write down my, you know, I'm going to write, I'm going to, Churn out five blogs this afternoon. Let's do it. Oh, I guess yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. High goals here, big goals. High goals. So I yeah. sit down on my computer. I'm right here. I'm ready. To, I've opened up Word. I'm ready to go. Okay. So we're going to get no ideas. School. I'm going to get old school with you. You get. You can use your laptop, but I like doing this with a with a pen and paper. I haven't so. done that for years. There you go. That's that's the secret. <laughs> um. Oh, you can do it with typing, but I find it better with pen and paper. So what we're going to do, it's called the five-minute content challenge. So five minutes is really not that much time out of your day or your week to really just have a little bit of time to focus. So what you can do is grab your piece of paper and pen and set the timer on your phone for five minutes. And then what you're going to do is write down every content idea that pops into your head. Word of warning, they're not all going to be good and that is okay. <laughs> Um, but the, the idea is that you're writing down every single one of them and we're adopting a stream of consciousness approach. Again, a fancy term for a brain dump. <laughs> but the trick is just to keep writing the whole time and not to edit as you go. You can do that. You can do the editing a bit later. But you'd be really surprised how much you can jot down in five minutes. So perhaps um, 
you know, you might say, okay, I'm going to, in this five minutes, I'm going to focus on blog ideas for the next, you know, four weeks. I'm going to, you know, come, come out with some blog ideas or some tips and tricks that you might want to do as a video. And again, you don't even need to think about the format of what it's going to be, um, but it's really just not getting all those ideas out of your head and down on paper, and then you can format that into um, more of a comprehensive sort of content plan. Um, but a couple of ideas to get you started. So, so one might be, um, you know, some a, a blog topic. It might be some changes in your industry and you're going to do a blog on your opinion about these changes or some commentary about that. Um, another idea might be a behind the scenes. So what does your workspace look like? Danielle, your workspace is always immaculate. But you know, You're lucky. I cleaned it yesterday because I knew you'd see it in today's book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I moved the washing out of yeah. my... Um, so, yeah, so a little bit of behind the scenes. Where do you work? What does your desk look like? Particularly if you're an industry, like maybe if you're a drafter or um, an architect or something like that. It looks a bit different know, than everybody else. Different. You know, yeah. it's not just the... Uh, the you know photo from above of someone's laptop and a cup of tea like it yeah you know, you've got some interesting things happening there um perhaps it's some tips and tricks on a relevant topic um or even you know end of the week friday something personal and light-hearted about where you're going to go on the weekend you know a destination shot so it doesn't always have to be um serious business persona if particularly if you're a small business or a solo business and again, it's all about, you know, you are the face of your brand, that you can be a little bit, if you're, if you're lighthearted and, and pretty irreverent, let that show. That is totally okay. You don't need to have this super professional, um, you know, image constantly if sometimes you're not like that. I think the lovely um, one of our shiners, Stacey Price of Healthy Business Finances, does this amazingly well she's a um, bookkeeper and accountant which is generally considered a dry um, industry and a dry occupation but in her blogs and across her socials the her personality shines through so she might be a good one just to see how you can take one industry and blog about it in such a different um, in such a different way as well yeah definitely yeah. and I really like how Stacey has shares her knowledge about the industry like you said it can be considered a bit of a dry topic um, but she can be you know pretty irreverent with how she, her commentary and that's what her personality is like and then she'll balance that with what chocolate bar is she eating today you yeah know, her afternoon tea so you know it doesn't always have to be um, really industry heavy dense subject matter it can be um, can be a bit lighter Light and shade. And is it, you know, just these five minutes, some people might struggle just kind of, they might sit there and twiddle their thumbs for a bit. Mm. Doing it in pairs or doing it like for other people's businesses is generally easier than doing it for your own, we've found. Totally. Um, so yeah. it could be a good idea to get together and sort of grab a co takeaway coffee, sit in the park together and just churn out these ideas for each other. Yeah, and often that works really well if you've got the luxury of having someone nearby that knows a little bit about your business or even doesn't know a lot about your business, that can be really helpful um, because they can jot down a whole bunch of ideas that you might not have considered. Sometimes if you're a bit too close to your business, it's hard to get started. Yeah. You know? yep. But um, if someone doesn't know what a bookkeeper does or doesn't know what um, a copywriter does um, and has questions about that, 
perhaps another business owner might say, you know, here are some questions I'd really like to know about your business yeah. that you might not have considered. So, yeah, definitely teaming up with somebody um, and, yeah, doing a little bit of a, a timed um, a timed content challenge yeah, it can be really helpful for both businesses. And it's a great sort of little opportunity then to have, you know, an instant focus group really because yeah. you've got someone yeah, that awesome. a potential client or um, is, you know, standing in as a potential customer um, to give you sort of questions and ideas about your business. Yeah. And I guess that ties in really well then. I know that, you know, we're talking about what exactly is it you're talking about. You want to t tell your clients how you can solve their problems. Mm. So if you've got someone there saying, well, how would this work and what can you help me with, then mm. that's the perfect, um, I guess, topic generator to start. Yeah. Around it, also, it also helps when you're taking a little bit of a step away from your business um, that you're not using jargon and... Yeah a very technical language I think many of us sort of fall into that trap of you know when you're in the thick of your own business you use you know the terminology or, or lingo um, but having somebody else sort of looking at your content or coming up with ideas can really simplify that message and sometimes we forget that you know people don't might not know about what we do um, yeah. and the technical aspects and sometimes it really does need to be simplified um, yeah. For a, a general audience, I know we really have to take ourselves away from the core of the business to kind of get that um, outside perspective. Yeah, which is always easier with someone else, as we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I do in terms of um, you know taking a little bit of a step away is um, getting people. I often get my mum to read stuff or anybody yeah. to kind of go does this make sense to you? Because if my mum can understand it and she goes, oh, yep, I understand that, then great. You know, then I can I can assume that the message is coming through. Yeah. And, yeah, so if you've got, um, you know, a partner or a friend or a mum, then getting someone to, you know, maybe read through your blog and say, you know, is this a bit, you know, is it a bit too technical, a bit too much jargon, Um you know, I, I wanted to say this, is that coming across to have um, someone to be able to proofread and, and give you a second pair of eyes, um, not just for, you know, spell check, but yeah. from a messaging a key messaging. Yeah. yeah, that, um, yeah, that you, that you, that sort of helps you refine your voice when it comes yeah. to writing, um, makes sure that, you know, your, that your time and effort is, yeah. well spent and you're getting bang for buck that you're that you're sort of going okay if I'm investing all this time and energy into writing a blog um that people are going to understand it yeah. before you put it out to the world and you you know share 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 and I guess that's the thing if you've got such some big thing you want to cover break it up into smaller yeah. doses yeah so a there's five blog posts instead of one winning Correct. there Yes. But also you're keeping each of those five messages simple as opposed to all in one and, you know, yeah. overwhelming everybody. Definitely. And then you can, you know, you can sort of get um, a bit deeper into particular subjects. Yeah. So rather than just sort of tackling something quite broadly, yeah, absolutely. Split it into two or three blogs and focus on them in detail. Yeah. Um, and then within that blog, then you might have two or three, you know, themes that you might be able to share again in different formats so um 
yeah, I think many business owners would be very surprised how much content they've got either already in their business that's probably sitting on their laptop in a drive and you just need to sort of pull it all together yeah. or that's rattling around in their head and they just really need to get it out onto paper. Yeah. Now, Kate, you have a content checklist. I do. Can I do. Can share it with us? I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's my five C's, my five C's as in the letter C, and these are all really super important things to remember when developing good content for your business. Um, the first of the C's is consistent. Consistency. Um, consistency in your message, your tone of voice, a client's getting the same style across all of your communications, so online, in print, in person. If they were to meet you at a networking event, are you giving off the same personality as you do on your website or your blog? Um, yeah, I think it's really from a branding point of view, that's really important to keep in mind. So if you're quite lighthearted in person um, but you're very, very serious in your blog and very technical and, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't match. Yeah, it doesn't match. So, yeah. Yeah, so just sort of considering um, that that tone of voice and yeah. messaging is consistent. So literally, just being yourself across all areas because too hard, to, <laughs> too oh. hard to be two people, let alone three people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So just keep totally. it totally. Yeah, and I think yeah, just on that as well. Like in terms of writing style, it doesn't always. You know, I think a lot of people think that they're writing an essay back in high school yeah. that it has to be very formal and structured. No. Just get your ideas out. It's okay. You can always edit it later. Can I add on to that? Every time I write something and I start a sentence with and or because, yeah. the, the high school student inside me goes, oh, my gosh, my teacher's going to go down. Like, no, just keep going. Just keep going. I, I started a sentence with but. So, yeah. <laughs> and you're a copywriter. <laughs> when you know the grammar rules, you can break the grammar break rules. It. Love it. Exactly. So the next one on the list is being clear. So what do you want clients to do once they've seen your blog or your article? So that's about your call to action. What do you want yeah. them to do? Um, Should and we have a call to action on every single piece of communication we put out in the world? Totally. Okay. Yeah, totally should. Whether it's um, picking up the phone, whether it's buying something, whether it's directing them back to the website to read more about the blog or perhaps you've got a workshop, you know, more information from a workshop. Um, absolutely. You don't want to leave them hanging. You want them to do something ideally with the information that you've shared. And also it might just on that, it might not be, um, you know, transacting. It might not be, it might be engaging. It might yeah. be on social media and leaving a comment or on Facebook and leaving a comment and, you know, being part of the discussion. Like it's not necessarily, um, yeah. It doesn't have to end in a transaction. As Correct. Such. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Monetary exactly. transaction. Yeah. Um, and just on clear, yeah, not using jargon or confusing language. And that sort of goes back to tone of voice and messaging. You want people, people to understand it and be clear. Um, the next one on this checklist is customer focused. So, yeah, let's, let's be straight up and down. It's not about you. It's more about them. So what's in it for your clients and is it being customer focused? Yes, there's absolutely a reason to talk about yourself and talk about your business and why your business is so great. But in the context of what problem am I helping to solve? What problem do clients have that I can help solve um, rather than just, you know, 
sort of tooting your own trumpet. Um, yeah, so it's always always needs to be customer focused. The next one on my checklist is compelling. So is it um, informative? Is it to educate? Why should clients work with you or buy something from you? So it does need to be compelling that, you know, that you should, um, perhaps it's sharing that, um, you know, you've been in a particular industry for 20 years and these are some of the things that you've seen change over that time. So, you know, you're sort of sharing that your learnings um, or, you know, and all, but also demonstrating, you know, I've been, been in this industry for 20 years, so I know what I'm talking about. I'm quite, you know, I've, I've done my, you know, done the hard yards or whatnot. So, yeah, there needs, it does need to be compelling. And the last one, Danielle, I know you, can, you are not surprised by this one on my checklist, is check <laughs> the spelling. It is the quickest way to look unprofessional. Um, so whether that's asking a friend to proofread your work or you spell check or Grammarly, we can go old school, use a dictionary. Yeah. That's, that's um, yeah. Can I just say in, in that if I write a, um, I might write a social media post on my phone, whatever, and I post it and then I go back like maybe 10 minutes later and I spot an error and I quickly change it. I'm like, the first thing I think is, oh my God, has Kate seen it? She's going <laughs> to, she's going to kill me. You know what? If I would, if I saw it, I would tell you, <laughs> I would quietly private message you and say, hey, <laughs> that's the friend you are. Thanks yeah. for having my back, Kate. Yeah, I do. Always. <laughs> So yeah, look. In summary, there is no excuses for bad spelling these days. You know, like I'm, and and it's not and it's not coming from um you know that place of just you know me being very wordy, um, but it just doesn't look professional. It doesn't. And yes, I've got you back. I don't want people looking at you going. Oh, she's got all these errors in her. Yeah, I'm going to come in from a, from a designer perspective back in my heyday and too many spaces, like you have a full stop and you have one space and you have a full stop and then you have two spaces. Can't handle it. Keep it consistent, people. There you go. That was the first one on our yeah. checklist. Consistency. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely coming from that, that, that place of, you know, if you're, if you're putting all this time and effort into creating content, um, writing blogs and getting it checked and, you know, having a content plan in the first place and, and being super organised in that regard. Um, yeah, it's just that lot, those sort of like dotting the I's, crossing the T's. It's yeah. just those last little things that you want that are really easy to um, overlook. Don't get me wrong. They are so easy to overlook and I do it as well. Um, but you just wouldn't want someone to make the decision to not use your services or products Based because... Yeah, yeah, of, of it looking a little bit unprofessional. So, yeah. um, yes, clearly that's my bugbear, but it's for the greater good. <laughs> for the good of the people. Use gra- Grammarly <laughs> is your friend. Belcheck is your friend. So now I have one question that I thought of. When we're talking about consistency, mm. um, how often should we be blogging? Like, great question. I know that I fail this miserably, mm. but for the great people of of the writing blog world. Yeah, look, I think um, whatever your capacity is, but I think same with newsletters. Um, yeah, good point. Well, and social media, really. Yeah. Um, but it's about doing things regularly. So if that means weekly for you, if it means monthly, um, whatever works. But I guess, yeah, we've all seen those websites where you'd have a look at their blog and they haven't updated it in two years and you're like, hmm, they mustn't really be feeling this business much. Um and also like with blogs and newsletters, they don't necessarily have to be long. Like they don't have to be, 
um, an essay or an epic work, um, you know, but I think it's more about timeliness and, you know, particularly if you, you sort of, you know, making comment on something that's happening in the world or your business or your industry that, you know, that you're sort of doing it when it's current. Um, with newsletters, I don't know about you, Danielle, but I, gee, I unsubscribe to a whole lot of emails lately. Yes. Um, and maybe newsletters aren't where your clients hang, you know. Be, be honest with yourself about where your clients are, how do they get information. And it's about those touch points, all of the touch yeah. points in general. So, okay, yeah. maybe you're not sending a newsletter but you're reaching them across socials or you're doing yeah. it via a Facebook group, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Um, it's having that range of touch points. Not, I guess the one thing is really not relying just on one as well. Correct. And the other thing that I've been doing a lot of lately and I've been suggesting to my clients when, yeah, a newsletter just feels like way too much work and effort to be able to manage on a regular basis is if you um, have a bunch of clients, particularly if you maybe in, this might work better if you're in, in, in an industry, um, you know, you might just send out a quick email that might be a couple of paragraphs with a link to an article to say, look, you know, this has been happening in our industry um, and could be relevant. I was thinking of you, thought it could be relevant for your business. Hey, if you want to chat about it, give me a call and send them the link. So it's sort of, you know, a bit more personal than, um, you know, sending out a bulk newsletter. Templated um, sort of. Yeah, yeah, where people go, oh, unsubscribe. Um, but, yeah, it might just be a couple of paragraphs which, again, timely um and and topical um and you might just do that on an ad hoc basis yeah in addition to all your other things that you plan out on a more you know regular sort of thing but um yeah i think that's been working for myself and a few clients where you see something and you just go oh hey i just saw this um thought might thought it might be relevant to your business if you haven't seen it yeah so they sort of you know it's a great way to sort of re-engage um it's personal it becomes personal yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, perhaps you might want to add that as one of your touch points if um, a newsletter sort of might be feeling a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Mm. And I kind of find with the newsletter, you send out this newsletter that, for me, that's my biggest procrastination, trying to write a newsletter. Yeah. Um, and you send it out and then you get your statistics of who reads it and who opens it. And you oh, it's cool. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah. then you put out a social media post and you get comments and likes like, oh, they love me again. <laughs> yeah. See, I think like, you know, variety is the spice yeah. of life. Um, yes, you need multiple touch points. But be like, if you be real with yourself, have a look at the, you know, like every, say, maybe three months or six months, do a little bit of analysis about where your clients are, where do they like to get information, and then invest, invest your time accordingly. So yeah, if no one's reading a newsletter and you're spending a whole bunch of time on it, um, stop. Yeah. Stop. Try something else. Doesn't mean you're retiring it forever, but, um, yeah. And that's the other thing, like particularly with newsletters, if, if you're asking people to subscribe on your website to something, to a newsletter, remember to send them a newsletter. Like, it, <laughs> you, know, like you know what I mean? Like you sort of, yeah. you know, thinking about, okay, if I'm, I'm asking for people to take action, and to give me their details, what am I doing with that information? Am I contacting them on a regular basis with a newsletter? Um, you know, or am I sending them out a monthly checklist? Or, 
something. Yes, yeah, something. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to take this opportunity to say sorry to all of my Shield Shine subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Yeah. 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 So, but Anything it's, it's okay. Like yeah. Well, I just think that, um, yeah, being like, we are all so busy, like, and writing for your business is just one of those extra things that, you know, it's on the list of things to do. Um, in terms of, yeah, planning stuff out and, working out how to how to distribute that information um maybe start with two start with two platforms maybe um you're going to do facebook and you're going to do um i don't know a blog a monthly blog let's <laughs> let's go monthly that seems reasonable um and you're going to do 500 words so that's not too long um but you you know you're creating more content for your website which helps in terms of you know, SEO and Google search and having more current, you know, refreshed information. Um, yeah, just choose two things and then share, 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 share as much as you can, break it up into bits um, and, you know, and, and get it out there. And then once you've nailed that, you add in an extra piece. Um, yeah, I think I would prefer to see clients having consistent consistent information getting put out there on a you know on a regular semi-regular basis then going all guns blazing for a blog every six months and it just sort of falling flat yeah. so um yeah there's nothing worse it's like across social and across your website as well if someone comes to your website or comes to your social media facebook page and you haven't had activity since 2017 mm. on that you just automatically think, well, the business obviously is closed down or mm. something's happened, so you wouldn't bother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, keeping things achievable um, and, yeah, it doesn't, it, uh, yeah, I think trying to take that overwhelm out of things, making things bite-sized is great for clients and it's great for you in <laughs> developing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to trying to make, you know, it's, less of that challenge of being oh god it's just one another thing for me to do it's not one of my favorite things so I'm just gonna it's gonna keep falling down the list so um yeah make it enjoyable yeah well it's enjoy you know, it's enjoyable enjoy you can certainly take the frustration out of it yeah. um, by creating a little bit of structure around yeah. um what that five minute doing. challenge having that idea is there too yeah absolutely Awesome. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Kate. It's Thanks always a pleasure me. to chat. Oh, I know. We could. <laughs> we could go all day. We could. We really could. We could. But, um, yeah, that's awesome. So ideas there. And we have a blog as well where Kate has um, summed all that up perfectly for everybody to check out as well. So awesome. thanks, Kate, coming to us from sunny Wollongong today, is it? Uh, overcast. Overcast. <laughs> oh, sunny Melbourne. So there sunny you go. Sunny Melbourne. Wow. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. That's right. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, and um, all that, all those juicy details are in the blog. Perfect. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to find out more about the Shine community for Australian women in small business, head to shewillshine.com.au. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the handle shewillshine.com.au. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. Join us next time for the Shield Shine podcast.